and welcome to the Celtic Down Under podcast. I'm your host, Jared, and on today's podcast, I'm joined by Liam and John. How are you, boys? Very good. How you doing? Uh, all good up here. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, been a bit of an interesting time at the moment. I'm sure everyone's seen the news that's come out in the last couple of hours about the Grand, the grand Morala, whoever you say it. It's the great Fraser, Fraser Forster. We'll discuss that a bit later on in the podcast, along with some other transfer rumours. What we will do to start off today's podcast is, at the end of last week's podcast, we had a Who Am I that Liam did. So what we'll do is we'll get Liam to read it out again and reveal the answer. So over to you, Liam. Okay, so who am I? Um, I played for three different countries, as well as playing for Celtic. Um, But I played less than 10 games for Celtic. I hold the international caps record for one of those three countries, and I'm an Olympic medalist. So, who am I? So, what what we would like is, um, yeah, we were hoping someone would guess it on, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, whatever, nothing off the back of that, so... um, (laughs) Oh, well... (laughs) No, you want to know what's funny though? The funny thing is when you when you put this one to us, Liam, we sat there for about two days trying to figure it out. None of us could get it either, so it's, it's, it's true. all good fun. So who was it, Liam? Right, the answer is Dimitri Karin. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll explain the background. He um early in his career he was the goalkeeper for the Soviet Union team when they won the gold at the Seoul 1988 Olympics. Um, beating those filthy American capitalists along the way. <laughs> um, then they, um, he, of course, the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991, but the, the, the team then carried on as the CIS into the Euro 92 championship. As, an, as a national team, the CIS only played 12 games and Karim was in goal for all of them. So he holds a record number of caps. He was the only player that played in all 12 games. Um, and then, of course, he went on to play for Celtic in uh, from season 2000 to 2002, but um, he only played a total of eight games over that time. So there you go. Massive mainstay. Sounds like it. <laughs> he said uh, the name to me, and I'm like, I don't even remember him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good fun, though. That's the whole point of this. Start the podcast off with a laugh. So, um, yeah, we'll see who you come up with later on in the podcast for next week's one, Liam, but I'm looking forward to that. All right. So, John, we'll jump over to you. We've had some transfer rumours this week. It started to get a little bit crazy. So, we've had um, been linked with both Joe Hart and David Marshall. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's a big mistake, to be honest. I think they're both, uh, they don't, inspire me with any real confidence to be honest um i think the the joe hart stuff makes even less sense than the claudio bravo stuff we were talking about a couple of weeks ago um yeah no i, I don't know and, and i'm and i'm i mean i think marshall's had a, a good couple of seasons recently but he's not like been outstanding that's made me want to go yeah let's let's bring him back i mean like and there's, there's an argument to say that as well that you know Forster never, never. I mean, because he was, you know, third choice at Southampton and stuff. So 
you know, you know, I would have said at the time probably you definitely definitely want him back as well. But then look at look how he turned out. But I don't know, Joe Hart to me just seems. Look, I think or I was saying this in the group chat to you guys, but I think um, if if he was there to re- replace Gordon, okay, fine. I don't think I hate that idea, but I don't think it's a great idea. Um, because he's like, because he's obviously it's Joe Hart, right? So he's going to have some sort of ego. He's going to be, he's going to be, if he's not going to be playing um, week in week out, being the first choice, he's going to be probably a bit detrimental to the, um, you know, the, the chemistry of the team and stuff. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying he's going to be absolutely terrible. Don't never ever sign him, but it's not inspiring me with any confidence at all. What do you think, Liam? Right, I'm going to slightly disagree with that. Um, what I would say is you've got two very experienced goalkeepers there. Um, now, Joe Hart's form for the last couple of years has been shocking, right? But you don't get to play for England 70 plus times if you're a dud. That's you know that's just the that's the statistical fact of the matter. He must have been a good keeper at some point, which means he can be a good keeper again. And whatever the, the Celtic backroom staff do, one thing they seem to be very good at is rejuvenating goalkeepers. You know, we rejuvenated Craig Gordon a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Last season we, recruit, we rejuvenated Fraser Forster. Could easily do the same with Joe Hart if he comes with the right attitude. The problem is, like you say, there's I think there's a bit of an ego there and that could be problematic. Now, what I would do is I was thinking about that um, that big Greek keeper that we were linked with a couple of weeks ago, um, Mm. Vasilis Barkas. I say sign him up and sign up either one of Joe Hart or David Marshall. I personally would prefer Joe Hart of the two, but that's just my personal thing. Um, And just let the two of them fight it out and just say, right, go into pre-season, we don't have an established number one. It's whichever one of you does better in the pre-season. And then do you go with a young keeper who's impressive in Greece but isn't really tested internationally? Or do you go with the experienced head who was used to be England number one and has kind of fallen in hard times? You know, either way, I think it's a win for Celtic. You're getting two potentially very good goalkeepers. And overall, it probably costs less than it would have to sign Fraser Foster. Yeah, I agree with you there, because for me, my whole point on it was... Out of the two of them, I'd rather Joe Hart, David Marshall, or my... It's not the bling reason with Hart, but as you said, if he played 70-plus times for England, he's, um And then he did well when he went to when he was at Man City until Pep Guardiola took over because he, he wasn't a great keeper with the ball at his feet. Well, Lenny doesn't need that. And also, he did well when he was over in Torino that year as well. So for me, he's got... I think he'd fit Lenny well, and I think Stevie Woods working with him for a cup for a season or two could work wonders. So I'd like Dave uh, Joe Hart and over David Marshall every day of the week out of them. I'd also you mentioned the guy from Greece. Well, there's, I mentioned last week. I think it was the old um, Copenhagen goalkeeper. I'm still big on him at the moment. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see what how it plays out. And a bit of a left field one I saw. In the depths of Twitter during the week was um, bringing in Loris Carius from Liverpool. Oh, that could work. Oh, we could never afford that. That's in, in, never in a million years. It's the wages would be a killer because yeah, they wouldn't be after a lot of money. Wages. But 
imagine getting in with, with Stevie Woods as well, the damage he could do. That's just a really far, far, far left field one. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, never, ever happening. Can I, uh, look, can I only say with the heart thing, right? Do, would you take, who being honest, right, would you take Bravo or would you take Hart? If those I'd, are take your... Hart. I'd take Hart. I think Bravo's too error prone. Despite Bravo being bought to replace Hart? Yeah, because I think that was a mistake, personally. I think that Guardiola signed an inferior keeper in that case. And he ruined a, a perfectly good goalkeeper's confidence in doing so. And do, uh, Right, that... Okay, fair enough. I would st- I would take Bravo over Hart, but to be yeah. honest, for my next point is, do we really should we be risking such an important position going into our ten in a row season? Should should we be going? Oh, we'll go for Hart. Look, he was great once upon a time, but he's you know he's fallen from grace massively. So we'll, we'll do a massive gamble in the hopes that uh, Stevie Woods can make him the great keeper that he once was. Should we really be doing that? If that's the case, should we really let Craig Gordon go then? Well, see, the Because there's the question. It's the exact same thing. You ask any Celtic fan out there, the majority of them would say Gordon had come to the end of his run with the club. But So it would kind of be like, well, do we... If we don't keep Forster, do we keep Gordon, play him in that role, and hope that he can recover and establish himself the way he did back to the Invincible treble season... Or do we get someone who's done it in the Premier League down in England, who's done it at international duty? He's actually his advisors have reached out to the club to see if he can come up here because he wants to work with Stevie Woods and Neil Lennon. And realistically, the way we play domestically, we don't really need the best goalkeeper. They need to be on, they need to be switched on, they need to be able to make a save, which he can do, but it's not like we're getting he's going to be getting peppered every single week 20 shots against him every game do so, you think we do you think we would do you think we would have done the run that we did in the Europa League do you think we would have beaten Lazio home and away with Joe Hart in goal like I'm just saying like nah. uh, yeah so although although like Forster and goalkeeping and stuff is not like the most crucial position it has to be like it has to be one of the strongest positions because it, 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 I mean, it undoubtedly forced made a massive impact in our season last year. So, and I don't think, I don't think, Joe, I don't think Craig Gordon would have done. We would not have had the run if we had Gordon or Bain in goals in Europe the way that we did with Forster. So we're in, we're in, we're now in this really stupid position where the only goalkeeper we have is Scott Bain. It's different levels. I'd see it like you're talking about Fraser Forster. Well. If we're talking about those levels, Forster was unbelievable last year. But as we touched on earlier, Hart playing so many games for England, it's different levels because he was the reason Forster couldn't play more in the actual England squad. So that's going back even further again. So mm. I don't know. That's why we're the armchair experts over here and there's yeah. people at the club to figure it out. But, yeah, it doesn't matter what you say. There's going to be um, pros and cons for every single one of them. Should we mention... Sorry. Should we mention the bad news? I don't think we're, we're kind of being around the bush. <laughs> yeah, so tying into the reason we're talking about goalkeepers is, as confirmed earlier in the week, Craig Gordon departed the club. So he's signed back at Hearts. Off the back of that, Fraser Forster saga occurred. It was the old on again, off again. Apparently we, have a, um, we had a chance to um, sign him. 
then, you know, Southampton wanted him champ as part of it as a swap. Perfect summary of the whole situation, how it's ended up this morning. The whole summary, I've just got to get this tweet open here. Our friends over at the 90 Minutes Cynic, they put out this tweet saying, we can confirm that Fraser Forster will not be returning. He's been told that he's moving up Southampton pecking order. An agreement was in place between Southampton and Celtic. Last year's loan was with an option to buy. Celtic wanted to make it permanent. Forster was keen until he was told he'd get a chance to prove himself in the Premier League again. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much sums it up. Could, like, there was a deal there. The club wanted to make it happen. But Can't blame know, him. At the end of the day, you only got so many years in your career. Yeah. He's thinking about the Euros next summer as well, isn't he? That'll probably be his last chance to do any damage with England. Yep. We can't be um, worse than what they've got in goal. No. Exactly. Because no. um, I think that's the one spot, that, and, and if you look at the England squad, I think next summer that is the one spot that's still very much up for grabs is the goalkeeper. And with, Any keeper that can go into the Premier League and have a good season next year is going to be in with a shout. And mm-hmm. I'll throw it out there, with their history of losing in penalty shootouts, considering how good Forster is in the penalties, from the penalty yeah. spot sort of thing as well, saving them, would that be in, in Gareth, was it Gareth Woodgate or whatever his name is? If, I can't yeah. even remember his name. It would have been Gareth in Southgate. Southgate, that's the one. I don't know. He's a nobody to me. Played. <laughs> <laughs> so um, would that be in his thoughts? I don't know. But yeah, it's a bit disappointing. I think I think it's um, Pope that's in goal now, isn't it, for England? I think um, I think I think Forster could knock him off his perch. They could have the Pope playing for them in the still, wouldn't they, win the World Cup? <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> oh, shit! What a call! What a call! <laughs> yeah, it's um. I've got they got Pope. They've got that bloke up at um at Everton. They got yeah him. Uh, yep, I don't remember his name either. <laughs> yeah, it shows, it shows how much interest I pay in the English national team. Yeah, um, me too. At the end of the day, international football is boring, bores me because it stops Celtic playing. So um, I don't pay much attention to it. That's true. I'm googling it. I need to know who that bloody Everton keeper is. He's, he's going to annoy him. He's to be Ben Foster, is it not? Oh, yeah, that's exactly who it is. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Foster for Forster. That'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, so then you've got... So off the back of that bad news, though, we did have a um, some great news this morning. Liam, what's your thoughts on uh, Alanusi signing on for another one-year loan deal? Uh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Really delighted that we got that bit of... I actually thought that keeping him would prove to be more difficult than keeping Forster, but the way it's turned out, um, you know, it's been the other way around. But, yeah, a delighted. Great bit of business. Um and I think, you know, this um, it, it was a problem position for us ever since ever since Scott Sinclair kind of lost his form about 18 months ago. We've struggled down the flanks, and uh, yeah, it's good to have him have him in there tied up, and that's a that's a position we don't really need to worry about anymore. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I still think we're um, a little bit light on the wingers front I mean so we've got um, MJ and Elianusi now and then what Forrest that's kind of it oh, we've got Schwed as well if we know is he not a winger I think he's a, I think he's away let's yeah. be honest yeah mm. realistically yeah we need another winger 
But the other thing you got to look at is depth is, well, if we go with the, the 3-5-2, we don't really need wingers. So it depends on... We don't need as many wingers as if we were playing the the 4-2-3-1. The so realistically, the, just wait for the rumour mill to start cranking up about Paddy Roberts coming back. I'm just waiting mm. for it now that it's, it's July 1 windows and that'll be open i'm just waiting to see who the first person who tweets that is but yeah we need another right winger i think once we've got two there we'll be fine and then um because we can put different formations to play the thing with alanusi is at the left wing we were linked with ryan fraser and with um jordan ive now if you put the three of them together take the green tinted specs off for a moment of those three players who would you have rathered us sign in what order, John? Like, like as in on a loan or on a permanent? Well, the other two or would either. have been permanent and Alanusi would have been alone. So if you had the uh, choice. If I'm being really honest, Ryan Fraser would have been my first one, but that's never happening in a million years. Uh, and then Alanusi and then Ibe. Yeah, that's the order I would have gone. I mean, Alanusi's, um is the easiest choice, I would have said. Um, but Fraser had an absolutely amazing season last year at Bournemouth. Like he'll he'll probably go on to well probably Arsenal or Chelsea or somebody like that. Somebody's been like a big top six team he's been linked yeah. with. But, Rumors Tottenham um, at the moment, but Tottenham, yeah, exa- yeah, so, well, yeah, somebody like that would be perfect for him. I mean, I, I I actually don't think we were ever seriously looking at signing him ever. I think that was agent talk, you know. That whole thing is, oh, well, if Celtic's linked with him, he must be bloody worth taking a punt on. Well, maybe, maybe that's not fair with Fraser because he's obviously a big name. I would have taken him. I think he's a great player. And then El Yunusi obviously a known quantity, so you would have you would have taken him um, just for that as well. And then I have, again, is much like uh, Joe Hart. He's kind of fallen from grace a bit, so it would have been more of a brisk. What about you, Liam? What's your take on those three? Yeah, I would, I would probably agree with the same order. Um, but what I would say is, I think Fraser, Fraser's undoubtedly a better player than Elianusi. I think, just overall ability-wise. Mm. But wingers are notoriously, you know, the notoriously hard settlers. They often struggle to find form um, when they when they come to a new club or get a new setup. So having a guy who can hit the ground running already knows what the Celtic system's all about and who he's playing with, I think is crucial, especially for this year. So although Fraser's a better player, I think Elianus is the better signing for where we are right now and what we want to do next season. Mm, I think it's fair. And this is why I love this our podcast, because it's like three people, three completely different views. For me, I would have gone Elianus number one. And then Fraser, and then Ibe. And the re- only reason is, yes, Fraser is talented. He's been doing well in the English Premier League. But Alanusi has done it in the Champions League. He's done it in a European League. He's done it in the Europa League. So he's proven on the continent as well as in the in our league. So mm. for me, I've put him above just because he's got those runs on the board. Then Fraser, and then Ibe. Yeah, it's that, it's that known quantity, isn't it? That's the, yeah. You, you kind of know what you're getting when you. I mean, it, I, I mean, I, the fact that the Forster stuff's not happening anymore. I would have really liked to see El Yunusi come on a perm, but um, obviously a one-year loan is just as good for just now. I still think we might get him, like sign him um, afterwards, because I think he's got. Is he not got? 
Has he got two years left in his contract? Or is that... He's got three years left, so after this there'll be two left, which will be either they decide they're going to uh, re-sign him and keep him, or they'll be looking to sell him at the end of the season. For me, with them going on a perm, I'm, I'll am i find it interesting to see what happens, because I think once we get the 10, I will Lenny hang around, or will Lenny be say, job done, over to you, John Kennedy, and walk out the door? Because Ooh, I think if, yeah. if Lenny does that, once the 10's confirmed, then I think we'll see a lot of um, the squad get a little bit gutted so we can bring through guys like Mikey will be given a fair run at that. You'll see Karamoko coming through. You'll see guys like Frimpong and O'Connor and Connell and those sort of guys coming through in Sorrow. And we'll look to move some guys on, like in Cham and Eddie will move on eventually and that's why we signed Clamella already. So I think there's already forward planning for once the ten's completed. So yeah, you want you want that you want that ten to be your 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 platform, your foundation. You don't want to then slip back down under that standard. That you know that's uh, that's that's not job done. That's job started. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? That's why you keep it. You keep a core of like Bruni, you force uh, Forest. You keep guys like Cal Mack. You have mm. Julian at the back there. You got guys like Greg Taylor who'll do a job. And then you've got those guys will keep the, the the spine of the team together. But then you're looking at going, why would we sign a 26, 27 year old winger for what a three or four year deal for eight to ten million pound, maybe more, paying him? He's on about sixty thousand pound a week as it is at the moment. Like, are we mm. really gonna? Is the club really gonna make that level of investment when they're gonna be looking to bring through our promising young kids? Guys like Armstrong, Flex as well can play on that left wing, bringing those sort of guys through in the next few years. I don't know if that's something the forward planning will be thinking about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there is a lot of chat about a huge gulf be- between um, the youth and reserve team and the Celtic first team. And, and it is probably um, somewhat obvious to see. So I, I do want to see these young guys coming through and getting a chance and stuff I mean hopefully it's next season but um, it's, I mean it's kind of why I think that the whole Colts idea it just makes a lot of sense I, I like so much sense having a Celtic Colts playing even starting at the bottom and playing you know the um, the Lowland Leagues or whatever and stuff and the Highland League stuff and working your way up maybe they, like do it properly and have a cap and stuff but just get all of and then every single team every Prem team has the option of uh, doing something similar and stuff if they want to if they've got the they've got the talent and they've got the money to do it go ahead and do it so I think I, I don't know about you guys I think it's a brilliant idea yeah I think that that Colts idea is a frustrating one because it's a brilliant idea but a lot of people were just they wouldn't have the Huns tell them what to do you know yeah. if somebody other than Rangers would have put that idea forward it would have been approved I think they've just yeah. made too many enemies with their childish statements I agree on that I would have I like the idea in, in theory. The, look at the way it works over in Germany. It's great. It's a good system Spain. over there. Spain, the same deal as well. So to me, I like it. But because of who put it forward and who's trying to cause issues, not a massive fan of the Rangers, <laughs> Rangers yeah. version of it. Yeah. Well, because whatever they're going to do is going to be suited suiting them more than anybody. You know what I mean? Question for you though: How are they going to pay ticket ticket office for a second game? You saw the bog heap that their ground was. How are they going to play? Have two teams playing on it? Where would they play out of the training ground? 
that doesn't have all the facilities, they can't have fans in, any of that sort of stuff. It's not like us where we've got a good setup for our women that we can go, that we can just play our Colts at the same venue that the women are playing at or whatever, or can develop the old the old training venue up into something like that. They don't have mm. the finance to do that. So their version Well, that's of, their problem, isn't it? <laughs> Let them fucking sort that out. If they want to... <laughs> If they, want to spend their, <laughs> if they want to spend their money on it, great. Let them Glasgow do that. Green's available. I think you can rent it off the council now and again. <laughs> what, 12 bucks an hour? Yes, yes, something like that. They'll probably leave them in, um, in administration. Not that they didn't pay the face painter last time. They probably didn't do the same. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Actually, talking about the grounds, though, like, I'm going back about 20 years here, but one of my first journalism gigs I ever had was covering the SPL Under-21 League for the Herald back in the day. And they, like, Celtic and Rangers were both in that league at the time. And what they used to do was Celtic played out at Airdrie and Rangers played out at Dumbarton. Um, Most of the Premier League teams didn't play at their actual stadium. They played at, like, a a first or second division team that was nearby. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, that's probably, a, like, for example, Motherwell played at Albion Rovers as well. You know, like, it was just a case of finding a, a small local team. And, of course, because they're renting the, sta- the, the stadium, the local team gets a cut of that as well. You know, so that was Celtic giving Airdrie a few quid and Rangers giving Dumbarton a few quid. You know, that was a good part of it as well. That sounds like a pretty good thing to come back if we were to do something like that. Doesn't that sound yeah. that? I mean... You might have problems. Yeah. <laughs> Celtic would have to be quite clever with who, where the places they send their Colts team. There's plenty of um, Rangers towns, you know, down the west coast of Scotland and stuff that you probably wouldn't want to <laughs> send the Colts down. Right. Do, you know, do you know what I mean? Find a ground up in Coatbridge or something. We'll be right. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> uh, great fun. Yeah, so there's lots of um, lots of options there. I love that idea, like as you just said about playing at another local club because yeah it's about the bigger the bigger clubs putting money back into the um the football pyramid so that that would be great as well mm. but i'm always a fan of also a fan of the whole you get a like a feeder club sort of set up you like we have it over here in the nrl with them um, like down in melbourne storm they've got two feeder clubs up in queensland so they send their younger kids up to play for them so it's kind of like a loan system sort of thing. If they're not playing in the first team, they're playing with them. I like the whole loan system that we have, but going on. But I'd rather we have partnerships with clubs and we know every year we're going to send you three kids or we're going to send you four players. And you do that and you can't, that way you you get clubs around the area. You know you know them, you know the club, you know the quality of the ground and you build on that partnership. Is yeah. there not rules around that now, though, in football, where you can and can't do that? Or is that to do with buying and selling? That's with buying the clubs. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the same person can't own two clubs. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's the general rule. Um, I'll look at it and go, well, hang on, we've got, you know, Desmond, or Dermot, Desmond, that's the one. I always get his name confused. Yeah. We've got him buying into was it Shamrock Rovers or something at the moment, so we get yeah. uh, we're going to tap into that market and their academy and send players to them online because that could even be an option for some of the like, talented young kids. It's a quality league over there at the moment. Yeah. Well, you know, talk, talking about feeder clubs, right? I'll give you a wee a wee inside story here that'll 
you'll find it entertaining, but you also find it annoying when you know it didn't come off, right? Um, name dropping here, Lubo <laughs> Moravchik, right? Um, my dad used to have some business dealings with Lubo, um, back about maybe five or six years ago, and he went over to to Lubo's uh, Lubo's home in Nitra for the weekend to visit him over in Slovakia, and Lubo basically said to him, he said, look. I'm willing to be Celtic's Eastern European scout. He said, I'll cover everything. Look, all the Czech, all the former Yugoslav republics, all the former Soviet areas, I can cover all of it. All I want is an office, a secretary and two grand a week. Not bad. And Celtic said no. And you think of the amount of players that come out of those leagues that end up going to the Premier League for plenty. We could have had first dibs on them if... Celtic, which is they gave Lubo a couple of quid. That just sounds like Celtic through and through, though, doesn't it? Making little uh, silly decisions like that. Maybe not, maybe not so much nowadays, but yeah, doesn't surprise yeah. me when it comes to Celtic, does it? Peter Law no, needs to turn his head a driveway off and give Lubo yeah. some damn cash. Uh, Pretty much. I don't know if that offer's still on the table, um, but let's uh, <laughs> let's get that contacts back. We'll get uh, that. Lubo, if you're listening, give me a yeah. <laughs> oh, fine, fine. Imagine if he was. He does, he does have my number, actually. That's the funny thing. <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, hit, hit him up, Lubo. Hit him up. Get in touch with Liam. Let's make it happen. <laughs> All right. So what we'll do is we'll jump along to some other news that we've had during the uh, in the week since our last podcast. So there was a story coming out earlier in the week about some fixture congestion with some teams going to have to play four games in eight days and they also have scrapped the winter break because of the congestion Liam what are your thoughts on yeah. that I wish they'd scrapped the winter break sooner because two years in a row I've been back in Scotland for Christmas and I haven't been able to see a Celtic game <laughs> so good riddance to the winter shutdown but um, of course this year I probably won't be able to go back anyway so it doesn't really matter but, yeah. um, me too that's gotten in it yeah the winter shutdown was just uh, it was annoying for because the, the thing is about the winter shutdown if you're a, if you're a hun and thank god none of us are but if you were <laughs> what um, would we doing on the podcast if you were <laughs> you could make the you know you could actually make the, the case for saying like, the shutdown fucked up their season two years in a row yeah that's, that's what I was about to say like <laughs> I love I love the winter shut the winter break <laughs> for that exact reason uh, you know, they go to Dubai they come back and that's like they lose their minds in the desert. <laughs> That's true. Bad dehydration, maybe. They get some sand in their eyes, and next thing you know, it's uh, they can't see tell the difference if it's a football or someone's shin bone. Yeah. How's the uh, train conducting going, Liam? Is it all right then? Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's a wee bit, a wee bit rapid tonight. I don't know what's going on. This seems faster <laughs> than usual. Uh, they must have heard them doing a show the night. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Waving to you as they're going by your window. Oh, God. It's the bloody Blues Brothers in here. Next thing you know, Liam's <laughs> going to stand up bare ass out the window just saying, have a look at that. <laughs> Not again. Not even again. <laughs> and you'll be on first name basis with the local cops for, for that again. Yep, lovely. I'm only on my first drink here, guys. I'm at least... Two drinks away for doing that. Come on. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Yeah, so four games in eight days. We, um, 
with if you look at our December last last year, for instance, last season, and it was absolute shambles. So we've been through that sort of situation. At least it's not that way for a whole month like December was last year. So yeah, I think we'll be fine on that front. Yeah, I think we will. And and look, at the end of the day as well, like these guys have had such a long and I don't want to say break because it's not necessarily like they're not they're not like recharging mentally, uh, you know, or even physically. So, um, but they've had a, a long period where they've not been playing football. So it does make it makes a lot of sense that they they themselves will want to just play non-stop for the season and also like being a bit selfish here like i want to what i just want to watch football like <laughs> do you know what i mean like i just i just want to sit and watch football and I, I don't want any breaks in between i just want to every week i want to watch something and if it's two two times a week three times a week that's even better plus oh. if i'm getting twice the number of games for once the celtic tv subscription might actually be value for money yeah <laughs> i'm looking at it i'm looking at it from the perspective of we have a big squad compared to the other clubs in the league, and then you get those Huns and their team that's basically Dad's army over there as well. If they're trying to play four games in seven days or eight days or whatever, they're going to be like, have to get the old WD-40 out, spray it on the ankles, spray it on the knees, yeah, get get on the wheelchair into the stadium. You know, they'll be, they'll have their injury problems. It'll, it'll catch up with them. So. I actually think that if we're going to play that many games in a row, it suits us more than it does them as well. Sure, yeah, yeah. definitely. I definitely think it does, and 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 not just not just our depth on the bench and in the reserves. Like we were saying earlier, we've got all these really good young, talented players that might actually have the opportunity now. I mean, like we might we might not send if we're doing really well, we might not send a first team away to St Johnson or Hammond. We might send you know a couple of young boys with them as well. like much like we did with um, the Cluj game do you know what I mean like we, we'll see Bayo come out and take take his sweater off and get out there and have a game we'll see the baby giraffe running around bloody hell yeah I, I hope he comes good I hope Clamalla and Bayo are good who knows though I've not seen enough of them Bayo gives us something different at least Clamalla I'm not convinced about at all but we'll see I think they. I think actually, to be fair, all let's say argument's sake, they're they're actually pretty good, right? Yeah. Which would be absolutely a massive shock of a Celtic, right? At I one think. point to have all our strikers being pretty pretty bloody good, like, that never nearly happens, right? But yeah. you would have Bayo being the sort of target man, you know, holding the defender up, heading all of that. That's a very different type of striker. And then if you're to believe the type of striker that Clamalla is, the sort of, um, you know, can turn off a defender and sprint at the goal and stuff and all that, that's very different. And then just Eddie being an absolute, like, masterclass. And then Griff as well, just Griff being equally as masterclass. That's, that would be in pretty good, we'd be in a pretty good situation there. We've got to give these guys a chance to prove us wrong or prove us right or whatever. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be horses for courses, depending on what we're up against and how they're defending. So that's always a good thing. The other thing for me, I'm looking at it going, well, we haven't seen Bayo. We haven't seen Clamella and people on really. Twitter or whatever writing them off. I'm like, Yo, we all know what Larson was like for his first few games. Now, I'm not saying these guys are like that, but the current fan would have written Larson off after two games. Said, yep. shit, why'd we pay that yeah. money? And here's the King of Kings, look how good he is. Eddie's the best striker we've seen since then. And there was people on on different Facebook groups and online just 
bagging off the Watson. Why do we sign him? He's no good. And then he comes on against the Huns and scores a couple of goals, turns the game, and basically becomes, you know, French Eddie instead of just Odson Edouard to all of us fans. Like, it's true. We've got to give strikers uh, only as good as their midfield and their players feeding the ball. And they need to run a game. So I'm looking at it going, I don't want to write them off, either of them. I think if Bayo's not going to play much this season, then we need to loan him, get him some games. I'd rather us do that within Scotland mm-hmm. so we can see him in our league. And, yeah, then we can... And we've got the choice as a four-string uh, striker. Are we going to bring Afalabi into that role? Are we going to loan him out again? Are we only going to go with the three guys because we're playing one up front? Or if we're going to play two up front, we need four four strikers. So it's a whole bunch of things for Lenny to figure out. But I just reckon people have to give those guys a chance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So let's, let's hope it happens. And if we're playing lots of games in a short period of time um, the coming season, then... We might we might see all these. Might give Shved a game. Who knows? We might see Sorrow when uh, Bruni can't play four games in eight days. Yeah. So he might only play three, and then we actually see Sorrow. Who knows if he's good? I forgot he even existed, to be honest. Um, I always feel sorrow when Bruni's not playing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke about Marvin Compub. Is he still there? Was he? Still yeah. There? <laughs> <laughs> Did he actually exist? Was he not just a paper tax dodge? Did the guy actually exist? It was one of those generated faces of FIFA. Do you know ones like not really real, just sort of computer made them? I actually saw him playing in um on on or something online on a stream the other day. I'm like with the German games. I'm like, you're kidding me. Compa does this. Yeah, he was like playing and um. I think it was a reserve game or an under-23s or something, but I was going through this app that I've got. That's called the football games. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's have a look at this German one because it was live at the time, and it was like, hang on a second. What the hell? There yeah. you go. And then he, fate- subbed, he subbed off like two minutes later, so it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, and, that, and that was him retirement after that, I imagine, it right? Was, it was his Celtic career in one big go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, another thing that was in the, in the news this week, we had... Um, Dundee United looking for a new manager. They've had interviews with Malky Mackay and Steve McLaren. John, what do you reckon? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. I haven't given it heaps of thought. I mean, I think it's good for United coming up. Um, and and I think um, with Malky Mackay leaving, is, is it the SFA or the S? SPL, whatever S-S-F-A. it is. The SFA. The SFA, yeah, yeah. Um, he, 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 does he not run like a the scheme, I can't remember what it is, Team Beast or something like that, or I don't know. Project but, Brave. Uh, Project Brave, see, there you go. Uh, see, like, I, honestly, to be, like, it's it's another part of Scottish football that's never really my massive concern. I, I think if he's um, in charge of the youth talent in... Scotland now and like that's really problematic because I couldn't really tell you who they are um, there's a couple dotted around but if you really think about the majority of talented youth in Scotland coming up not the young ones that are playing just now but coming up there really isn't that many so for him to then leave that I'm not like the SFA I'm not that worried about that someone else could probably either take over that particular uh, scheme or it'll just die on its feet or whatever but I mean 
is he not? Is he? He's a big bigot, isn't he? Is he not like a really uh, massive homophobe and stuff? Yeah. So what does what does United want like to have him associated with his with their team? That's just horrible. I wouldn't I wouldn't want him anywhere near anything to do with my team. Yeah. No, I, 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 would, I would go for Steve McLaren over him just because I'd rather have a prick than a racist prick. Yeah. yeah pretty much. McLaren's a prick, but he's a harmless prick. <laughs> and the other thing with Steve McLaren is you, you get to see his press conferences and see how weird he puts on this accent. So if, well, the Dundonian accent will be magnificent. <laughs> his, his Dutch one was amazing, so let's see how he goes with his Dundee one. There you go. I think Steve McLaren would probably be the best bet for them just in the terms of they've made a step up, get, a, get someone with a lot of experience in and just stabilise and build because... I honestly see Dundee United as a potential top top four, top six club, not this season, but... Build two, upon it and move two, up three, to that. Two, mean. three top seasons in a row, they should be stepping up into that role. The same way Motherwell has stepped up over the last few years with, with Robinson as their manager, I could see them stepping into a similar sort of role, especially when Rangers die and, but Bill, see you later, get out, disappear, you're dead for the second time. I could see them coming up into that spot quite comfortably. Yeah. Yep. I, I'll tell you now, boys, you heard it here first. Dundee United will be top six next season. I'm oof. telling you now. It's going to happen. Christ. Oh. Fearless prediction. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Top six. That's a big shout. So who, who are you knocking out there? You're knocking probably... He's probably not knock, knocking Motherwell off. Yeah. I think Motherwell are on the crest of a slump. Oh, do you reckon? <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was oh, going to say, was St. Johnson top six? Because that's who... Yes, the, they were. Tommy, they just... Tommy Wright moving on, that's who... If they're going to end up in the top six, that's where they'll land up. Yeah. Where they'll land, mm-hmm. I reckon. But I, but I think Hibs, Hibs will, will be there. Hibs will take that spot, though, so... Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Aye. Aye. I think you're looking Celtic, Celtic, the Huns, Aberdeen, and then any three of Hibs, Dundee United, and possibly Motherwell. Mm-hmm. Because we can't say hearts anymore because they're shit. And yes. They're, and they're relegated. Yes. <laughs> and they're gone. Get it up, yeah. <laughs> come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today it was announced that there's a new partnership with JD Sports. With um, So basically they'll be able to order the new training tops through there and buy them as of the third. So I'm not sure if it's buy or pre-order, but... Those will be available at JD as of this Friday. What are your thoughts on those new training tops that were released pictures of today? Good. They look absolutely class, and I'm going to be skint at the end of this month. <laughs> Agree. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I'm really well impressed. Um, Adidas is my favourite brand anyway. I mean, you know, you guys saw today in our little discussion group, I was sharing a few of my Adidas tops that I've got in my collection. So there's uh, um, proper belters there as well. Yeah, I'm gonna be gonna be adding a few more. Good. Uh, I think. <laughs> That's what we like. Yeah, I was a big fan of when Adidas come on, and you know, with how long we've all wanted them for, it's been what ten years in the making since we left Nike, so or something like that. So it's been a long time coming, and or five years actually since we went to New Balance. So it's kind of one of the things which has been a long time coming. Come on, Adidas, in you get. I mean, it's, it's the that elite, isn't it? finally get the three white stripes around the stadium again. Yeah, no, we will, 100%. No. That's, that's <laughs> definitely, definitely happening. And it's just, I mean, that's you just, like, Nike and Adidas, that's the elite, isn't it? That's the proper top, top class 
manufacturers everybody wants them maybe maybe puma's a little bit just below that but then then you look at levels and we're going there elite top domination right and then the other side of glass goes who are you again? What's your... Castrato or something? Cast- yeah, called? yeah. Is it the oil manufacturers, the one? Cast- <laughs> do they, make, do they man- mine oil or something? I think they might. I don't know. Did you see the picture today where it was like a picture of like our guys wearing the new stuff and then it's like their guys in the Castore black t-shirt and it was like one's a global iconic brand, the other is made in his mum's garage with a screen printer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I was just like, I almost spat me dinner out laughing. Oh. And then look, I don't and know then... if you read about it, there was a thing going round the other day which turned out was completely made up, but it was funny anyway. Somebody put a thing on one of the one of the, the Rangers forums, the Rangers media or whatever, and it said, Do you know do you know what Castori actually means in Italian? And somebody had like made a mock up of Google Translate to say that it means zombie. <laughs> no, it's the absolute meltdown. <laughs> That's quite good. <laughs> and then JD is 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 also like, look, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to claim that I venture in there often, but it's that's a big sports fashion brand. Do you know what I mean? That's not. And again, you've got JD on the one hand, and then what sports director on the other. Like you know, there's it's just different levels, isn't it? Like absolute different levels. I'm I'm glad we got JD. That's a good that's a good brand. I'm wrapped because they've only been out here a couple of years as well. So I'm like, does that mean it's going to be easier for me to get my Celtic gear? Yeah, no, it will. Yeah, they love it. They love it in the shops over here and stuff. Because pretty much all we've been able to get over here is you go into Rebel Sport and you can find the odd top here and there. That's pretty much it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now Rebel's suddenly, a big brand here. So now we're suddenly like JD Sports. Hey, hey let's go get some training gear. Yeah, hundred percent. There's like three in Sydney. I'm just I'm going to know them at the back of my hand very soon. I think. Well, I'm going to have to check and see what the international shipping rates are. I might be asking one of you boys to go shopping for me. <laughs> I bet you that would be easier. Yeah, probably. Honest. No one's Celtic shipping, probably. Yeah. Well, I bet you there's a JD somewhere in Tokyo, maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't... Well, last time I was in Tokyo was about a year ago, and there wasn't one then, but there might... No the idea. thing is, there's Adidas stores, though, so they'll probably stock. Yes, they the most stock. certainly will, I reckon. Yeah. All right. So we're all sorted. Yeah. And we'll be poor, so we'll just be doing podcasts and having, like, cans and stuff instead of going out. Yeah. But at least we look the part. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll look amazing. Uh, <laughs> just no one we'll, we'll, we'll be sitting in our front rooms. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. With, the, with the game on the team. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, hap- what happened to you? Was it meth? Was it heroin? No, it was no. it Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And that's today's title, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the winner. <laughs> so I got two lot. So we, um, you saw the pictures of the of the top of the Adidas tops that were released. Yep. That that mint green one, <clears throat> the Love Street throwback. Take my money on all three. This is going to get costly, but the home top with the gold trim, immaculate. The black one, I wasn't a massive fan of until I saw it with all the logos on it and the players wearing it. But that green, mint green one. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I, 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 for some reason, I thought it was like just the, 
I thought it was white, but the sort of like the filter on the pictures just made it look dead green. But no, I, I, it's, it is mint green, isn't it? It's like a go back to the '86 top. Yeah, that's that's an absolute. That's another belter. I mean, four years old then. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, and then some of the training kits, some of the black and the white training kits, like the jackets and stuff, just. Bloody hell! They look. They look. Did you class. see the one, the the trackie that's got the it's got the white three stripes on one sleeve and the yellow three stripes on the other. That's the one I'm buying. I like that. That I looks like so that. good. That's yeah. it. That's and it. Did you see the track pants for that? It was like the same on the pants as well. It was like yellow on one side and green yeah. stripes on another on a black pants. So Holy the same thing. It's unbelievable. Imagine going to imagine going to a game with that. That just ah, oh, I'd be made up. I'm made up. One of my Goodbye. friends was like, yeah, I'll be living in my tracksuit all year. I'm going to be buying it. i got my cousin's wedding coming up. No, I don't have a suit. I have a tracksuit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be my formal one, my black one, but I can wear a white top under it, so at least I've got the tux colouring. We're all yeah. good. You can get Celtic bow ties from the Celtic Megastore, so he's anything. fine. You can get anything. Yeah. He's all set. Yeah. You know, smart casual. Smart casual. Yeah. So you can pre-order your tops on the 10th. So um, let's just say, sooner my tax return goes in, the sooner these tops are being bought. Thank you. Yeah, that, I, I, I was literally <laughs> thinking the same thing this week. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, tax rebate started. So <laughs> that's getting spent. Celtic can yeah. have my money. Yeah. I just send it. I'm heading up to... north tomorrow to do a three day, a four day, sorry, writing assignment. And uh, yeah, that that's already been spent on Celtic gear. I'll tell you now, that, that, that commission is just going straight to the Celtic superstore as soon as I get home. <laughs> do we all have Do we all have Peter Lowell's bank details? Because we might as well just send all of us. <laughs> do just do one big transfer from all of us yeah. over here at Celtic Down Under, and then yeah. um, you know we'll save on on transaction fees. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I'll just yeah. say, Pete, Pete, if you're listening, you know um. I am up. a journalist. My, my colleagues here are experienced podcasters. You know, if you need somebody to review these kits and yeah, these yeah, merchandise, yeah. you know, samples are more than welcome. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah. may go missing. Yeah. My wardrobe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, just one last thing on the news that was just came out right before we jumped on to record tonight. An Aberdeen first team player has tested. COVID positive, positive to COVID, so that could um, put a spanner in the works in terms of trying to get everything up in about in a month's time to start the new season. Um, Yeah, I just read that before we jumped on here. No players named or anything yet, but yeah. This could be disastrous though, because if if, if COVID has infiltrated the life life stock in, in Scotland, then we're all in trouble, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's caught that off a sheep, then we're off. <laughs> Especially the Don's fans. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it their is it their animals or is it their partners or <laughs> both? Same thing. <laughs> well, a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> yeah, good fun. Uh, we're better uh, men and sheep are nervous <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean all seriousness that's really shit isn't it that's uh, uh, whoever you are get well soon mate that's yeah. what nice thing to have and now. isolate the living fuck you to yourself we don't want you getting anyone else up there crook Johnny Hayes just whoever it is just stud up tackle take him out send him home yeah, yeah. Him <laughs> oh, stay safe and you know just wear a mask while doing that though 
Yeah, yeah. Unless you get into the Rangers boys coming over for a party, you know, just yeah, go ahead with that. <laughs> yeah, get get Ryan Jack back up there. Get him, Krug. It'll be perfect. Oh, do, you, do you reckon? Do you reckon it's just a coincidence, or do you reckon it's probably directly related that they have just started going back to, or have they gone back to contact training in Scotland? Or is that going to happen no, soon? That was due to happen, I think, on Tuesday this week. So it would right, so that's, that's getting panned, then, isn't it? Let's be honest, that's getting chucked. There's no way they're going to go back to contact sport if a if a professional footballer has been tested positive. It's going to depend how many more tests positive over the next couple of days because in England they've had three positive tests in the last two or three weeks and it hasn't stopped them. So mm. yeah, but that's money though, isn't it? That's not doing that for them. Like I I just think Sturgeon and Scottish government are just going to be taking it much much more seriously than than right. England is. They're, they're, yeah yeah you know because like that. The, the whole they're talking about thinking about shutting the border and stuff but I don't should've know been, should have been done ages ago yeah but rebuild well Australia, Australia's the precedent because you guys can isolate state by state as you have to you know so yeah pretty even pretty if you're one of these idiots who doesn't recognise Scotland as a country it's still a constituent state of the UK so it can yep. be closed off federal system that's it yep yeah. uh, make it happen alright so We've covered off everything that we had on there. So, is there anything else you boys want to discuss, or you want to bag out Rangers some more, or do you want to jump into the next Who Am I quiz you've got, Liam? I do the do the quiz. All right, we'll do the quiz first. Now, let you guys think if there's anything else you want to add. Okay. So, um, again, who am I? I'm a Celtic player. I won the League Cup, the League Championship. And I played in the quarterfinals of the World Cup, all within one season at Celtic. Um, previously, I also won the Confederations Cup with my country. Who am I? Well, see, the thing is, we know because you've told us in the group chat. <laughs> so we can't say. We want to. The only thing yeah. I will say here is it's probably not who you think it is. Yeah. It took yes. me about took me about four or five guesses to figure it out. So um yeah. Looking forward to that one for next week. But yeah, what we'll do is just to wrap it off, we've got um a podcast just came out last weekend, the um Father Murphy says see Narclo Island podcast for a spotlight series one. That was a uh, a good chat. If you've got a spare couple spare half hour, forty minutes, give that a listen. Uh you can follow the Celtic Down Under Twitter page and Instagram at Celtic Down. Get involved, like our Facebook and Inst- and um, Facebook group and page. And yeah, um, probably have another podcast out next week. We're going to try and be consistent with it all. So uh, looking forward to that, boys. I had a good chat with you, Liam and John. It was great. Hi. Till next time, boys. All right. Talk next all week. Hell, hell. Hell, hell. And there's another train, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>